0: Writing and reading decrease our sense of isolation. They deepen and widen and expand our sense of life. They feed the soul and the mind. Welcome to episode 42 of the Turn Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving a Q2 reading and writing recap. I'm going to go over all the books I read this quarter, um, how I'm doing on my writing goals, and also giving a special shout out to someone who kindly followed the Turn Podcast on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be doing like an indie author avenue segment in each of the podcasts moving forward. So if you'd like to be featured on that, be sure you're following the podcast on Twitter and go ahead and comment on the pinned tweet. So the goal of this episode is to provide accountability for myself, to make sure I'm staying on track on my reading and writing goals per quarter, just as a business has to answer to it's investors, this has to achieve certain milestones, and you do that to keep track of your progress. So, I want to keep track internally of my progress on my own reading and writing goals, so that's why I've implemented these quarterly check-ins, and I encourage you guys to do the same. I also think it's kind of interesting to see what kind of books other people read, how much they like them, kind of what they learn from them, and how it helps them in their writing. We have a jam-packed episode today. I hope that you will subscribe if you find this podcast interesting, entertaining, or informative. And let all of your writer friends know, of course. So reading-wise, this was a pretty slow quarter for me. I only read five books, and that's because the world really opened up again in the second quarter. I got vaccinated and... Um, You know, I started to do things again. I went to the beach, I went to more social events, and it was really, really great just getting out into the world and getting some new inspiration. With that being said, it was a lot more challenging to find time for reading, so I definitely didn't read as much this quarter, and hopefully I can read more next quarter. But the first book that I read, which I started to read actually at the end of quarter one, was Daisy Jones and the Six by taylor jenkins reed now this book started strong for me i thought the writing was sharp and i liked the concept i liked the voice a lot actually and i thought i was going to really enjoy the story because usually when i like the voice of the novel i can really get on board with it no matter what actually happens in the plot however the book really fell flat for me for one i absolutely hated the format of the novel I hated how it was told. Kind of like a play where there's a line for each character and it's all very quick. It's all very quickly paced. Um so you don't really get a deep point of view from any of the characters. I think the story could have worked a lot better if it, if it was just told from the perspective of Billy and Daisy. But that kind of brings me to another problem with the story i really felt that the author didn't develop the ghost or the backstory of billy and daisy enough and i see this a lot in popular fiction where the ghost of the protagonist is just kind of alluded to off screen and i think that's done to not info dump or really bore the reader however you have to let the reader in on some of the backstory deep enough so that we can empathize with the characters and I just really didn't have much empathy for Daisy or Billy. Daisy was not a redeemable character whatsoever. She got herself mixed up in these drugs and it was kind of hard to understand how she got mixed up in them other than the fact that she had an addictive personality. Perhaps her parents didn't pay her enough attention as a child. I think the author kind of alluded to that. She had sort of this rough upbringing and Billy's father was an alcoholic. But really, we didn't dive deep into the backstories of the characters for me to really understand how that played out and have enough empathy for them. The story also touched on a wide variety of topics, and there were different problems that happened to each of the band members. For example, Karen um, accidentally got pregnant. She had to go through an abortion, and they touched on that, which was sad, but I still feel like... There was just not enough time spent with each character for me to really feel for me to really feel a bond with any of them. I thought that that Camilla was really the only redeemable character, and for me that really wasn't enough to carry the story or make me feel close enough to it. So I thought the book was pretty overhyped and I didn't think it was all that great. I also absolutely hated how the book was told from Julia, Camilla, and billy's daughter's perspective and that wasn't revealed to the end and i thought that was a big cheat to me the novel felt more like a newsreel than a documentary next i read 28 summers by ellen hildebrand i once again really enjoyed how it started out the main characters mallory and jake were very likable people i could really picture all of the characters in fact ursula jake's wife was this wild sec hunter and she was really complex, and I felt a lot of empathy for her because, um, you know, she was seen as the bad guy who kind of had Jake, and Mallory wasn't with Jake, but then again, Ursula was very nice to Jake's sister when she was dying from cystic fibrosis, so there was a lot of complex and heavy stuff going on in the background. However, the plot really dragged there was just not enough overall character transformation in the story to keep me interested. I would have really liked to have seen Mallory move off of Nantucket and go explore another part of the country or have another more serious relationship. We got the idea that, you know, none of these other guys that she was sort of fooling around with were ever going to amount to much. I think this story would have been a lot more compelling if one of the other guys really grabbed her interest, but instead it all fell flat compared to Jake. And to me, that was kind of juvenile and lacked complexity. It was interesting how Mallory and Jake had this secret relationship where they only hooked up with each other once a year and they couldn't be with each other any other time. So that did make me feel a lot of empathy, but you cannot repeat that for 28 summers without boring the reader. I'm sorry I just wanted to see more variety and more action there. I did think the author did a good job of handling politics in the story. I thought it was relevant because it was relevant to Ursula's job and she did show how Ursula was a more bipartisan character whereas her daughter was pretty liberal and then Jake was also sort of bipartisan but then he kind of leaned left more as the story progressed, but I thought the author did a good job of at least presenting a couple different viewpoints instead of just something that was completely one-sided. However, I will say the character with a last name Cavandish was a little too similar to someone else in recent political history for my liking. I thought that was kind of a cheap shot. And I do realize that in my own first self-published novel, I kind of did this play on some characters. And again, I kind of think it's just juvenile. Like it sounds really clever in your head and you think you're going to make this really compelling statement. But in reality, it can just be isolating, I think, for honestly any party involved. And I would just kind of, if you are going to make any sort of political foray, I would make it high level, and I would also not do the play on the names. Just my personal opinion. The next book that I read was The Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. This book is highly underrated. I actually found it on TikTok, and this book deserves way more hype. It's really good. Probably my favorite book I read this quarter. It was what I like to call Smart Chick Lit. The focus was on female characters. There was some romance, some affairs but the dialogue was all very sharp, very witty, and there were a lot of complex issues that are relevant to many women today. The book touched on sexual harassment at work. It touched on being a working mother and the difficulties of that, finding friends at work, um, the rat race, if you will, and it was all very interesting and relevant to me. I don't work in law, but I work in finance, Um, and so... I have never experienced those things that were talked about in the book, but I could kind of imagine, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, or even today in some other offices or some other places across America, I can definitely still imagine that kind of stuff happening, not only in the legal profession, but also in the financial profession, in many other office cultures, I could definitely imagine it happening. So it was pretty eye-opening and interesting and relevant. I love whenever something is relevant like that. I also really enjoyed the different perspectives in this story. I think this is an example of how different perspectives can be utilized accordingly. I like the perspective of Sloane, this popular, extroverted, bubbly woman with great looks, but yet she had some problems with her marriage, her children, And it was easy for me to empathize with Sloane, even though you thought maybe you wanted to hate her because on the surface, she seemed so fortunate. So she was a really good round character in my opinion. I also liked Grace, you kind of felt bad for her as well. She seems very, you know, church going prim and proper, but she's really struggling being a new mom. And she was also very compelling. I also liked the perspective of Artie and Rosalita Um, There was some diversity there. Rosalita was from a different socioeconomic perspective. Um, She was a cleaner at the office while the other women were lawyers. So that was all very interesting to me. Next thing I read was The Last Thing He Told Me by Lara Dave. I definitely have seen this plot before. It was the main character's husband goes missing. We suddenly question everything we ever knew about him. The main character has an estranged relationship with the husband's daughter and it's just a mystery of finding out who he really was why he's hiding and all of that however i thought the book had a really strong voice and i liked the writing style of the author so for me that carried the story even though the plot wasn't super original it was quick moving with a good voice and so i thought the book was pretty strong I liked the main character, she was strong but not in an annoying way. She was kind of different, she built furniture, and I thought she was a fairly unique character. I will have to say the ending was really dumb. So many endings are not fulfilling in popular fiction. There's a difference between having an open-ended ending that really makes you think about life and an ending that lacks closure. In this story, I thought the ending lacked closure. Finally, I read The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine, and this book was simply dreadfully boring. It was so, so incredibly boring. It was almost DNF'd for me, and then suddenly around like page 200, it kind of got good, and we learned that Jackson Parrish was this psychotic man who abused Mrs. Parrish. And I think that, you know, we all knew what was going to happen. We knew that Amber was going to um, take Daphne's place. That was very obvious from the title of the story. And, you know, it was just way too obvious of a plot. And I also really don't understand why the author didn't just write in first person. I think it would have been a lot more compelling instead of third person limited. But I just really don't get the hype over the story. I mean, I get that they created Jackson Parrish as this, you know, very elegant, charming, perfect man, and then he wasn't. But again, that's kind of a trope in many stories. Writing also wasn't particularly colorful, so I just didn't get a whole lot out of that story. It was pretty shallow. As far as my writing goals go, I finished the draft of my work in progress at 70,000 words strong, And I have begun editing that. I'm about at chapter 5 with the editing, but I'll definitely be taking a couple more passes through. So nowhere near done, but I am really proud of that book. I talked more about um, that in last week's episode, so go check that out if you're interested. Overall, it was definitely expected how it all kind of came together. I also randomly got an idea for another work in progress, which I think... Is a pretty strong idea. I wrote down the idea, but I haven't started writing it yet. I want to finish editing this story first. I feel pretty on track with my writing goals. I do feel a little bit anxious about how much editing I need to do on this work in progress. I'm trying to give myself a deadline of September 1 to at least get through this first round of editing. Now we are going to highlight. Indie Author Avenue with Accusing Mr. Darcy by Kelly Miller. This book seems wonderful for anyone that's interested in romance. Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet count themselves among the many guests of the Kendall family, whose estate lies amid amid the picturesque hills, gorges, and rocky slopes of the Peak District in Derbyshire. Elizabeth's cousin Rose Kendall believes her dashing brother-in-law Captain James Kendall is Elizabeth's ideal match. Rose's husband, Nicholas, hopes his good friend, Darcy, a rich, proud, and taciturn gentleman with a spotless reputation, will fancy one of the other eligible lady guests. News of a brutal killing at a neighborhood estate sends a wave of shock through the genial group of friends and family. When one of the Kendall's guests is attacked, all of the gentlemen become suspects, but the former Bow Street runner tasked with investigating the crime finds the evidence against Mr. Darcy, particularly compelling. In this romantic mystery, the beloved couple from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice cross paths with the ruthless killer. When faced with dire warnings against Mr. Darcy, will Elizabeth heed them or follow the dictates of her heart? Again, if you would like to be featured in Indie Author Avenue, uh, let me know on Twitter, either on my personal Twitter, Caitlin Greco, or at TurnrightPod. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. As always, keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying. And I'll talk to you guys on our next road trip.